0: punch makes HyperCore more accessible by abstracting away low-level technical details of the protocol. It takes HyperCore one step further by simplifying the architecture and enabling more people to build apps with it, which enabled a single front-end developer to build Keat in under four months. The best in Bitcoin made Audible. I am Guy Swan, and this is Bitcoin Audible. what is up guys welcome back to bitcoin audible i am guy swan the guy who has read more about bitcoin than anybody else you know and i gotta say i'm very excited uh i we just wrapped up well basically i've got like some tiny cleaning to do just to make sure the files are right and i'm listening back through it we just wrapped up check your financial privilege audiobook uh, by alex gladstein it is god i i've read all of the articles I've done all the articles that they put together to turn this into a full book and, you know, a story, so to speak. Um, But, uh, so I'd I'd read a majority of the book before. But going back through, man, man, it's it's crazy how much amazing stuff and incredible detail and stories there are in all of Gladstein's writing. Uh, They're just... There was some amazing stuff, stuff that I just had completely forgotten about. Um, that is, that's exciting. Um, I'm super stoked to finally have that audio on the way. Uh, and we, I'm also super stoked about this freaking episode. Namcios, uh, the first article by Namcios yesterday or last read, and turned right around and he is back on the show with another great article. This one he wrote about Keat. Um, which ends and hole punch, basically. Hole punch is kind of the... Hypercore is kind of like the, the the back end, and then hole punch is built on top of it to simplify and abstract away all of the peer-to-peer and everything happening, uh, uh, stuff happening, and then um, uh, and then Keat is basically the top layer, is the video, the audio chat, uh, the, the file sharing ends the the program itself is bare minimum right now but it is incredible it works so well uh, we're gonna get into it a lot uh, in the guy's take uh, this one was hard not to ramble about um so really quick let's hit our sponsor and then we will jump into this read and those sponsors are swan bitcoin by the way if you are if you have not yet gotten your tickets for the pacific bitcoin conference in la I'm going to be there. I'm going to be a speaker. I am so stoked about this one. Swan Bitcoin is finally throwing a conference. You guys can get 20% discount. The prices are literally just about to go up at the end of this month. 20% discount with Guy S. Don't forget that. I have link and discount code and everything in the show notes. Um also fold card. The the card, the debit card it earns me sats back on freaking everything. I've earned a lot of sats today and it makes me very happy. Um, they have a 20% discount too with Bitcoin Audible. And then lastly, CoinKite. I still have I have five things in my cart now. So I have a cold card MK4. I have a um, uh, two tap signers. I have a block clock mini. I have so many things that I've been meaning to buy for like a long time and I'm desperately waiting for my own discount code. Just to get a little bit, I'm a cheap, I'm, I'm really cheap apparently, but thanks to all of them for supporting this show, uh, discounts, uh, discount codes and links and everything to check them out in the show notes. And with that, let's get into today's read and it's titled. Keat is introducing peer-to-peer digital communications and will integrate Bitcoin payments. Written by Namsios, The new peer-to-peer video and chat app, Keat, offers private and secure communications with Bitcoin payments on Lightning on its roadmap. Cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex and USDT stablecoin issuer Tether have collaborated with the HyperCore Open Source Protocol team to launch a new peer-to-peer communications application, Keat. Keat allows a given set of parties to exchange instant video, message, and file communications in a truly peer-to-peer fashion. The approach improves upon popular end-to-end encrypted but centralized offerings, such as Zoom and WhatsApp, because the data being shared isn't forwarded to a central server at any time. Rather, the connection is established purely between the users taking part in the chat, lowering latency and increasing reliability. Keat is launching its alpha version today and users can download the application on its website. The mobile version of the app is expected to be launched by November 2022. Hole Punch The tech behind Keat Keat serves as a demo application for what the underlying technology being worked on by the three teams over the past three years, Hole Punch, can achieve. HolePunch, which leverages BitTorrent-like computer networking infrastructure, will be fully launched to the public as an Open Source Software Development Kit, or SDK, in December of 2022. As a nod to, quote, hole-punching, the act of a computer in directly connecting to another, the backboning infrastructure aims to make it easier for developers to develop truly peer-to-peer apps with the HyperCore stack. HyperCore is a peer-to-peer data network built on signed, append-only logs. These logs work similarly to a blockchain, but without the consensus algorithm, and thus without the need for a global ledger state to be kept by all nodes. HolePunch makes HyperCore more accessible by abstracting away low-level technical details of the protocol. It takes HyperCore one step further by simplifying the architecture and enabling more people to build apps with it, which enabled a single front-end developer to build Keat in under four months, Chief Strategy Officer of Hole Punch and CTO of Bitfinex and Tether, Paolo Arduino, told Bitcoin Magazine. Quote, Hole Punch offers a range of easy-to-use, collaborative peer-to-peer data structures, allowing developers to mainly focus on building great apps rather than having to be networking or peer-to-peer experts. Arduino and Hole Punch CEO Matthias Boos said in a joint statement sent to Bitcoin Magazine. Having built Keat on top of hole punch, we know firsthand how powerful the platform is, and we cannot wait to see what other developers will build. All communications on Keat are encrypted by default as the app leverages asymmetric cryptography. The application generates ED25519 private and public key pairs locally upon first launch. Quote, Keys are generated on device, all locally, and we're working on adding support for various hardware security modules, or HSMs, like Ledger, to give more flexibility to users, Arduino and Boos explained. This means in the future, in addition to keeping their keys on their local device, users can store them on external hardware or on their phones. Public keys are announced to Hole Punch's Distributed Hash Table, or DHT, an open network of computers that can be used by peers to discover and connect to each other. Quote, Our DHT is used to both discover peers, i.e. mapping a public key to a peer, and to facilitate hole-punching, Arduino and Boos said. In traditional systems like WebRTC and others, this happens through a centralized server, which leaks a lot of metadata. With Keat, this happens using multiple DHT nodes, each only having partial information, meaning much less metadata is lost. Whole Punch forgoes using a blockchain and a native token entirely, enabling distributed apps to be created for scalability with minimal resources. Quote, Instead of relying on a shared blockchain between all users of the app, each user constructs many small data structures, which are used for storing the user's own data as well as that of those in the same call, Arduino and Boos explained when using blockchains all of this data has to be stored in one big chain strictly ordered and replicated between all users globally which makes sense for financial systems such as bitcoin they continued however for normal apps it's often much more efficient to use a bunch of smaller data structures only storing local data speaking of bitcoin arduino told bitcoin magazine the team is working on integrating into the sdk the ability to send lightning payments Possibilities for Bitcoin and Hole Punch apps include allowing users to stream BTC to content creators, make regular peer-to-peer payments, and offer tips. The SDK will also support Tether's USDT. Bitcoin and Tether payments are add-on features to provide payment rails or options for people using applications built on top of Hole Punch or plan to build or offer services through the Hole Punch network, Arduino and Boost said. Hole Punch will provide primitives to support the digital peer to peer payment options in a non custodial form. Differently from other projects like Impervious AI, Hole Punch uses pure peer to peer communication techniques, DHT, distributed hole punching, swarming, that are decoupled from the payment system in order to achieve the highest level of freedom in reaching the scalability requirements of a mass communication system. They added, HolePunch's team re-implemented low-level networking protocols to independently select the best technology for highly scalable data streams. This approach resulted in a really flexible solution, expanding from the Merkle log data structures used in HyperCore that inherently offers data verification and integrity, to a platoon of small libraries and modules that can be hooked together to build mesh networks with high availability, the executive said. Arduino told Bitcoin Magazine that options currently being considered by the Whole punch team in regards to Lightning integration include integrating services such as Blockstream's Greenlight, which provide low-cost, on-demand but non-custodial Lightning Node management. The team is also exploring enabling full Lightning Node integration, Arduino said. Payments is one facet of communication, Boos and Arduino highlighted which can be offered as an optional service to users embarking on peer-to-peer, unstoppable video, audio, or text chats. Keat is a good example to explain all the above. Keat's goal is to become the most unstoppable communication application, offering a great user experience with maximum privacy and security, they said. This has nothing to do with payments, since video, audio, and text chats are pure data streams. Payments in the context of Keat are optional and can be used to offer tips, paying for live streams, sending money to friends and family, etc. Keat. In addition to better performance and easier scalability, users also gain lower latency and more privacy in using distributed apps like Keat that don't leverage inherently inefficient blockchains, the two executives said. Users have to replicate very little data to join a call, In fact, we do a series of advanced indexing techniques to ensure that only a subset of data in these small data structures needs to be replicated. They added. In Keat, you can see this in action. If you do things like sharing a big file in the chat, when you do that you'll notice it instantly pops up for other users, and only when users download the file do the missing parts start replicating. Once you have the data, you can help reshare it with other users, making it very scalable. Bitcoin Magazine tested Keat ahead of launch by joining a call with three people. In a test run, a video file of three gigabytes was shared by one of the participants, which the other two users were able to start playing in less than one minute. Keat's data sharing mechanism leverages concepts made popular by BitTorrent. Users collectively download and seed packets of data to each other in a way that removes the need for the original source to keep feeding information for each new user. This, a characteristic of punch itself, as mentioned previously, could for instance enable peer-to-peer, censorship-resistant streaming applications to be built with the SDK, which the streamer would be able to host with simple single-board computers like a Raspberry Pi. As users join, they begin feeding each other with the streaming data, relieving the burden on the host to share its data packets to all viewers, a reality of streaming services like Twitch and YouTube that necessarily rely on centralized servers to mediate. Keat abstracts most of the work away from the user in a simple but functional and intuitive user interface. It requires access to a microphone and camera, and while privacy-conscious people can disable the camera within the call, the app won't function without access to it being granted first. The Web3 Contrarian Trend While the Web3 hype that accelerated over the past couple of years has hit the drum of tokenizing all things and putting everything on a blockchain as the best alternative to decentralize the internet, a counter-trend has recently emerged. The creation and development of peer-to-peer infrastructure that, despite the Web3 fuss, doesn't leverage blockchain technology at all, is picking up. One such example is Web5, a tongue-in-cheek response to Web3 and crypto by their perhaps most prominent critic, Jack Dorsey. The Block CEO and co-founder and ex-CEO of Twitter has been vocal about the pitfalls of Web3, which he claims asymmetrically favors venture capitalists at the expense of retail investors and the public for whom the technology was allegedly intended. Web5 was announced in June. The initiative, which is being worked on by Block subsidiary TBD, leverages Bitcoin and a plethora of sound computer science technologies to create an ecosystem of decentralized identities, data storage, and applications in which the users are in control of their personal information. Arduino and Boos argue their solution, Hole Punch, is more flexible than Web5. Web5, from what we have seen so far, has a more complex and predetermined structure than Hole Punch. the duo told Bitcoin Magazine. Punch provides a set of primitives and the scaffolding to build applications without trying to force specific patterns. Another shot at creating a token-free decentralized web was announced in November by Synonym, a company owned by Tether. Despite it being seemingly contradictory for Tether to have two ventures on the same subject, Arduino and Boos explained the offerings can be complementary. Synonym could leverage Hole Punch SDK to build part of their services in the roadmap, They said, Synonym and Hole Punch are not in competition, but rather complementary in terms of vision and products they plan to build. Which decentralized version of the web will reign as the winner in the future remains to be seen. But surely the one that provides the most value to the end user, not venture capitalists, is more likely to be successful. Alright, that closes out the article. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor, And then I definitely want to get a guy's take in on this. Swan freaking Bitcoin. And that's swan with one N. They wish they were as good as the two N swan. But, you know, you know, everybody's got to have some sort of a fault. Swan Bitcoin is the onboarding experience for Bitcoin. It is my Bitcoin savings account. Uh, They have a great newsletter. It's one of the few that I actually keep up with they have an awesome blog. They have the Bitcoin Canon on their website, curated content like just hours and hours on literally any topic that you could possibly want. I use it as a resource pretty freaking regularly. And these guys, the Bitcoiners of Bitcoin, they are throwing a freaking conference and I am excited. They are throwing the Pacific the Pacific Bitcoin Conference in LA. Uh, I am going to be there. I'm so stoked. It's in November, November tenth, and eleventh. Um I get your tickets now. Before the end of the month, Code Guys gets you twenty percent off your tickets. I will have the details in the show notes. Do not forget. I only now just booked hotel room. I'm gonna go ahead and just do it for the Pacific Bitcoin conference, too, but I only just did everything for BitBlock Boom today. So I got uh, another flight to get uh, for l a. I will see you guys there. This is going to be a blast. So stoked that Swan is doing a conference. All right, let's jump back in. All right, so HyperCore is something that I have been interested in for a good little while now. In fact, really, I think I had barely stumbled upon it before um, and, like, forgotten it, and it wasn't until Synonym... Uh, and, and John Carvalho and, and everything they're doing over at Synonym that really got me looking at it again and remembering that like, oh, holy crap, this was a thing that I was really interested in for like a hot minute back in the day. Um, And there was also something, like it reminds me of BitTorrent Sync. BitTorrent Sync was actually an application. It's now called Resilio Sync, but it was actually an application that I had started to use pretty regularly. It worked really great for like... A very short amount of time um, and it basically used the BitTorrent network uh, in order to uh, use basically have like a a drive like a backup drive uh, or cloud drive between your devices and it worked really great great until uh, and, and there was there was conversation like talks that they were going to open source it or something like that I think I remembered that It looked like their roadmap was the kind of roadmap roadmap that got me really excited that this was going to be open software and that this was going to be like a really big deal. And there was actually a social network that was built on top of it. It was called Vol, And uh, because you could just host data, people could host data streams. People could host essentially RSS feeds for other people. And you could get up there and you could chat and all of this was just hosted on this like BitTorrent, this simple BitTorrent like protocol that just had kind of like the 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 pieces on top of it needed to uh, have a web interface and for people to log into from like, so it's it essentially decentralized web hosting, at least in some sense of it. Uh, I think the VOL, uh, I can't remember exactly how it works, it's been so long, Um but uh, I'm pretty sure you actually logged into it from like a website, from like a front end, uh, where like you know somebody owned a domain or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but anyway, it was a it was a hugely promising um, project, in my opinion. And for some reason, they basically just gutted it. They they just ruined the whole thing. They made the software proprietary. Um, they like really just kind of screwed the free version and then said you had to buy Pro to get all these features and multiple users and blah 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 and Vol fell apart like Vol couldn't even run on it anymore and that was like one of those things where I got the taste of like you could actually do this this can work it functioned and it even functioned pretty well it certainly could have had improvements. It certainly could have been uh, more optimized, uh, but and I think that's largely the BitTorrent protocol that had um, some limitations. But you know, you can see things that if built properly, like like if you optimize the way the protocol works to build your application on top of it, you can have things like Popcorn Time and WebTorrent, where you can actually just select a file or a movie or something. As if the torrents themselves, as if the BitTorrent network is just a bunch of hosted files and you can just select them and then immediately start playing them. So you can still clean that up. But HyperCore, HyperCore was something that just kind of blew my mind when I really looked at it because it is something that you can... It's just, it's really, really fast. It's really, really responsive. I have been constantly fascinated by... Um, by this application, like I did not know about this until it was literally announced and shared on Twitter, like what, two days ago now, um, I'm in a chat room or in a, a group room, whatever the, whatever the hell, you, heck you want to call it. Um, right now, um, I'm actually going to boot it up just to, just to see exactly. Cause it seems like it boots up super quick and jumps right into the chats um, so I just clicked on it, whole punch, internet appears, alright, it's up, I'm clicking on the movie room, uh, muting my mic, jumping in, and here's all my stuff. Granted, I did just have it open, but um, one of the things that's most impressive about like this is bare bones, like this is truly alpha software, um, but what it does have works shockingly well. Um, there's just a bunch of Simple like features you might expect, or things that you would uh, think would be in a normal chat app, like a Telegram-like thing, uh, that just aren't there. Like, uh, uh, like there's not. You don't really have much of a. You have a profile, you have an image and a display name. Uh, you don't have contacts, like that sort of thing. It is, it is the minimum, absolute minimum that you can get to open up a chat room, share files, uh, do video chat, do audio chat but it works, it works incredibly well, it works incredibly fast, and it's peer-to-peer encrypted. You know, like every single thing I have done like this, like even Sphinx, Sphinx was something that had so much promise to me, but I catch myself, or I found myself not gravitating toward it, mostly just because it took too long. Like I, it's hard when you're expecting everything to just respond like the internet responds, like your apps respond, And then go back to something that's constantly giving you a spinning wheel you know it's constantly loading you know i just can't i can't i can barely get work done sometimes because logic pro the the audio program that i use when i'm bouncing when i'm when i'm exporting the the audio it takes a couple of minutes takes a couple of minutes to go through the whole episode and it is unbelievable how much just having to sit there for like 20 seconds uh will just completely distract me and get me off on something totally different or I'll go look at the website or I'll get lost on Twitter and just start posting or responding to people's messages checking emails going to Telegram anything like I, my my mind just goes to okay do something else cuz you can't just sit here and watch the screen that that need or that um uh, um uh, that familiarity, that expectation that it's going to take no time at all. When you have something that does delay, that does take time, uh, it really, really screws up the experience. And I think that's what, that's what has me worried about impervious.ai, which they actually mention in this article, is that if you're using, and this is also another reason why Roy Scheinfeld, Roy Scheinfeld from Breeze, uh, Breeze Tech, uh, has a really great, and the Breeze Wallet, has a really, really great article um about the he called them it called it the lightning expansionists uh, kind of versus the lightning purists, so to speak um but it was it was about lightning expansionism was the idea that because we have this this encrypted communication layer, which is the lightning network when you're you know, gossiping on the Lightning Network and telling people where your channels are and what your node is, so that you can, so you're building a routing table, just like your router does on the internet, and uh, ISPs and servers, like any any routers on the internet, do. They you build a routing table of the topology of the network around you, so that you can get from get a message from computer to computer, and you know where message are it which direction to send a message so that it gets to Google, so that it gets to uh, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. So in that same way, uh, you have to do that for Lightning, and that's called the gossip protocol. Um, It establishes what the nodes are, which ones are responsive, which ones have channels, what the liquidity is, so that when you try to make a payment, it knows. It doesn't just blindly send out a message to every single potential node or um, uh, everything on the network, it looks for paths that appear to have the liquidity, it, and then it asks, right? So, but in doing that, it sends encrypted data. It sends an encrypted message along that pathway, which is obviously the payment. But that could also just be a chat message. That could also be a a bit for uh, you know, a part of a movie file. That could be a video chat stream. And that's the idea of Lightning Expansionism is we're going to use this payment network to send any and all data. We're just going to pack it full with every possible thing that we could want decentralized, that we could want to use this network for versus what uh, Roy Scheinfeld ar- uh, argued. Um, and what's funny is that like that really excited me. That seemed like a really great thing, but but there was this... Are we going to use this network for everything like is the is this network itself really the thing like none of our other protocols work like that we build these things in layers and each protocol essentially does the thing that it's good at lightning is not optimized and it's not great for sending massive amounts of data but all the data protocols already work they're already great so why why would we want to replace them when we can replace the authentication layer and the payment layer, and it allows us to re-decentralize all of these other ones. Why don't we use RSS feeds, etc.? Like, we can lean on these other technologies that already work. We don't need to reinvent them. Uh, and one of those, actually, which, I, like, HyperCore has never really had massive amounts of, or at least I had never heard of it. It never seemed to have any attention. And every time I've tried to work with it and download it, like, I haven't installed HyperCore and HyperDrive. Like it's like kind of like this modular thing. Um, there's like four or five different pieces to it. But I have it installed by Terminal. Uh, but it's confusing and frustrating enough that I've never really done anything with it other than install it. Um, and I do not know how to get the one on my Linux connected to the one on this computer, even though I know that it would work because I've seen it demonstrated and I wanted to test it out. That is literally what Keat has done. That's what Hole Punch, the underlying, uh, it's just a front end. It's it's enabled HyperCore to be easily installed and used so that you can connect to other nodes. And this is truly a peer-to-peer communications channel. And this thing works, it's super responsive. So I posted this in the audio, I posted the link, started a room yesterday, uh, posted it in the uh, telegram in the, the Audionauts telegram and a couple people jumped in and I started something called the movie room I have uh, the matrix and the lord of the rings on my computer from doing all the memes so I have super high res versions of those and I just dropped them in the chat it's like 2.8 gigabytes was one of them the other one was like one gig one, one point something gigabytes they showed up immediately for the other users like immediately and then they could click on them and scrub through them as if it was on their computer and there was no delay no uh, no like you know bad response or like like slow loading times it was literally like instant and we tested this out with a number of different files a couple of different types of files and then here was the thing here was the thing that really threw me so uh, one of the other people in the chat posted a uh, uh, posted a, a movie as well and uh, so I'm watching it immediately off of his computer like just again can scrub all the way through it it shows up in me, like we're talking in the audio and he's like alright I posted it I like I dropped it and it's like two seconds it, it was there on my screen and I was watching it like I was 20th Century Fox was you know blasting across my screen um, and uh, so there's a download button So I hit the download button. There's no progress bar. There's no indication that I'm downloading, which is something that when we were both testing this out would be super, super helpful. I'm sure it's just in the running here. It's just not necessary to get the thing to function. Uh, So I was like looking at the finder and seeing what the size of the file was and just kind of watching it that way. So I downloaded this um, directly from uh, the other person in the chat and then I wanted to test what happened like because there were indications it, d- it didn't seem to explicitly say this anywhere and they really should advertise this a little bit better or just talk about like how crazy this, this is is that I immediately became a peer for that file. I was hosting the file on my computer and it did not seem to matter what I did with the file. So if you're aware of how BitTorrent works is you have to, you're running a BitTorrent application and then that application has to be directed to a file. Um so if you move the original file like like let's say like like some one of the things that um I downloaded and was sharing for a while was like the vault 7 the CIA leak of all the all the um bugs and the malware and the surveillance state and everything and uh, uh, when that was on my computer if if I reorganized my files and my folders and stuff to you know just better make sense of it and tag the things correctly I changed the name of the file well, the, all this stuff stopped working. I, I would have to create an entirely new torrent um, and and publish it somewhere to to share, or I'd have to redirect it to the um to the new to where the new file was and the new file name. Like it was it was a real pain in the butt. I I just freely moved this file after I had downloaded it, freely moved it to a different place on my computer, um, and the other person in the chat who ha- actually had not been in there. While the original person, who had actually posted that in the in the messages, came on, could see the video, and could play it and scrub through it, just like everybody else could. And there was no indication that, like, there was no... It did not appear to me as if I was doing anything. Like, it worked to the point that I didn't even know it was working. That is a big deal. That is fascinating. Um, and the the amount of things that you could do with this, you know, to compare this to like TBD is something that I think is really fascinating. Synonym is really fascinating. And honestly, this has me doubly excited. I mean, I know if you've listened to the show or you listened to the episode where I talked to John Carvalho about this um, and I've talked about synonym a number of different times on the show, you know, I'm excited about this, but this has me way more excited because it would not take much for this to have a degree of persistence that could turn this into a follower feed, a podcast feed. I mean, it, it, it literally just runs. And the the big thing is about the network discovery. The fact that this is an entirely hole punch network, I do not need to port forward. Like, if I'm running a server at my house, it is a pain. It is a pain. I know how to do it. I have, you know screwed with the settings i've run apache and nginx and like all this crap and it still it still just doesn't work sometimes like i went i have a linux machine that you know is a server a home server for our other computers to talk to so that i have an easy way to back up files uh from my phone to my laptop and then from my laptop to the linux thing so it's like the big storage thing that's raided um, so it's more reliable, you know, i lose a hard drive from time to time, I could swap it out, put another one in, everything's good to go, it's as if nothing happened. It is a great thing to have, especially when you deal with as much data as somebody who edits and does audio and where, you know, half of my episodes are 500 megs, 600 megs in the, the editing file, the, the the raw recorded audio here. And don't even get me started with video, video is just Terabytes. And terabytes of information to do seemingly simple video when you have uh when you have a decent camera. So I immediately just went, I was like, all right, I'm gonna test this out myself, right? So I'm gonna make a, a chat in Keat. This is all Keat.io, um, if you want to check this out. And if you're in the audio knots, again, the the invitation link is in there. Um ask me if you want to jump in to one of these chats. Um I'm gonna try to keep this open. I wanna see like kind of perpetual because you can bookmark these things to keep them live so uh, it kind of works like Telegram in that except that if everybody is offline obviously and you're new to the chat you're not going to get any information it's not until somebody else logs on and then you can download that information from them and here's another thing that was actually really interesting is uh, one of uh, one of the other guys put in a uh, another just big movie file just to see if um, uh, if I could download it and I was downloading from them, and then, after like minute or two, I wasn't even checking or looking into like how close I was to being finished. But they logged off, and they were done for the night, and they hadn't been back on. Now, I could go I went back to the chat window to see the video file, and I could still play through the video file. I could scrub through it. There was no delay. There wasn't like this constant like loading, loading, like it wasn't finding anything but the file was broken it was it was literally it was 60 percent 70 percent of the file so there was lots of pixelation and like art digital artifacts at um areas there were areas where the video was kind of paused and you could only listen to the audio um but i could see most of the video and if i went to the actual file and opened it with something like vlc vlc was super sluggish it was having a really hard time scrubbing through the video but in Keat, it was working great. It just obviously wasn't the whole file. That was surprising. That was really interesting. And then, again, you know, being a peer now, somebody else could jump in and they can just scrub through the video. They just get my incomplete version. The number of things that you could do with this. Um, you know, if you, could, if you could put plugins on this, if they're building an SDK, if they're building a development kit, a developer kit, for this, to make this simple. The fact of having fast network discovery with network hole punching so you don't have to, I do not have to touch my router. I do not have to port forward anything. I don't have to run a server. It just works. Like I said, I i punched this in, or I uh, punched, I uh, booted this up on my Linux machine and I have the machine on my Mac and uh, I, you know, just took the invite link and logged both computers into it and I could easily, easily just shift files right back and forth from one computer to the next. I could take notes and, uh, you know, drop in messages and things and then turn right around and I'd have them on the other computer. Now, obviously this is not like a cloud sync program. This is not a, uh, you know, local file uh, folder, you know, server uh, application. But the fact that the discovery, the the network and the connection is fast enough despite the fact that it's encrypted and peer-to-peer and that it works on the local network as easily as it works over the internet without any setup, without touching or doing anything, you just plug it in, you, just, you literally just turn it on and it works means that, that you could easily do that. I mean, that is essentially how I treated it already. It took me no time i didn't have to do anything it just behaved that way and i tried to get as many images as i could like so i just took a photos a folder of photos um and i just highlighted as many as i could and there's like 100 200 photos or whatever um and then just dropped them in the little chat box just to see what would happen and it just boom propagated the entire thing as if I just individually did every single photo. So it was just, now there's this huge chat history of just photos after photos after photo. And they sh- it took very, very little time when I went to the Linux machine and uh, jumped into the chat room. It took very little time to load them all, and They're all like, you know, they're iPhone photos. So they're like eight or nine megs a piece. But this, this is a really big deal there's i have been i've seen talks about this i've seen you know there's so many different attempts to create this and i have i have yet to see one that was this seamless um in fact i now want all of the other projects that i had been super excited about but had some drawback for some reason or another i want them to use this for their network discovery um and honestly in the idea of like keeping some of these constant the fact that they're going to implement the lightning network on this um and that you can make this into streaming or i think this is actually a great way to do hosting like make these like permanent telegram groups or at least the option of doing so like one thing that would be really really cool um seeing in this in fact i've actually got like a list of little things that i was like okay this like seeing this fully fleshed out these are the things that i would love to see added um, some of them are basic that like obviously are on the like any chat app at all is going to have these things like contacts list, um uh, you know more profile details, you can write down more information about the the people you're connecting to, and you can save them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I would like a way to be like because you could either you had to either jump into the chat room or hang up uh. And you can only be in one chat room at a time. I would actually like to be... I see a way to... Since I am essentially a peer, I would like to... It, it And it could be completely minimal. But I would like to be a way... Have a way to see that I was a peer. Um, that uh, like I could be an active seed to the chat. Like I started that chat room, but I was not hosting all of the files in it. I would like to be able to designate or people could come in and just actually be hosts and and obviously i'm quote unquote hosting the chat room but i would like them to actually be data hosts like host in the in the context of that uh what that word means when we're talking about data on the internet is people can just choose to say i'm simply going to download and host all of this information and i can close the program but have it like you know minimize to the background and other people can still come into the chat room and get data from me. So I don't have to be in the chat room listening to everybody or reading the conversations um, or have my camera and microphone on, but I can still quote unquote host the chat room. And then everybody else can just download what is interesting to them or they automatically, they automatically save all of the conversation, right? Um, and maybe maybe you can have it this just in the preferences or settings. Like there's literally not even preferences for this program. Like that is how like simple minimum viable product this sort of is right now. But like in preferences that you can have it. So anything that's less than three megabytes just automatically download and host. Um, but if somebody drops a terabyte file or a big folder which you actually can't um, drop an entire folder which would have been really cool. That would have also been like when I dropped in those 100 photos, rather than uh, propagating this giant chain of photos, it would have actually been really cool for it to have pro- like dropped them in as a group so that you could click on them and then like here's a whole album of photos that are all, you know, all of rad crawling around or uh, smiling or, you know, whatever. Just like this is the rad thing and rather than uh, just a huge string of Photos of rad that you have to scroll, 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 scroll through. It's like one message, and it's just like this photo album that you can click on and expand, or that you can drop an entire directory in. Um, but maybe that's not Keat, and maybe that's not this application. But if you have a developer kit for this, for this whole punch software, the ease of creating something like that, like that. I mean, God, this is this is such a big deal. I don't, I don't know like i wish if if this really does kind of work as seamlessly as it does and it continues to do so with larger groups um i would love to see apps that have already been trying to do their own little chat like nunchuck has an encrypted chat in it um i would like them to lean on this and you know use this if this is faster if this works really really seamlessly on mobile i mean it's, i guess it's not like like nunchuck chat works actually really well so maybe they don't need to but it would be awesome to see more people leverage something like this to know that you've got end to end encryption and you don't have to nobody's redesigning crap over and over again and the fact that they're on the same standard means that interoperability becomes a much simpler task and implementing this with slash tags becomes way way easier and being able to plug in like hardware security modules that you can use a hardware wallet like a BitBox or a cold card or a trezor or whatever i, I kind of hate that the only one that they mentioned was ledger because the ledger is basically my least used most recently Grant i say that and it's out on my desk right now so i have used it recently but regardless for some reason i don't know um uh, i'd rather not use my ledger i'd rather use uh, uh one of the other ones but being able to do that for added security like the level of privacy and security that you would get with something like that and the fact that it's super easy to use, like to get that sort of user experience with that level of security, this is going to be huge for like the third world, like people who are under despotic governments and authoritarian governments that like control what is happening on the internet, they try to, you know, the great trying to get across the great firewall of China or people trying to, uh, a WeChat that is... Um, you know, constantly spied on and surveilled, dude. The ability to just have people host chat rooms that nobody can get into and nobody can read without invitation—true, true privacy and decentralization, peer-to-peer communication online, with without any of the current hassle, without a, without any of the stuff that usually makes it complicated, easy to surveil or easy to control, and puts you in this position where you're constantly feeling like you have to trust people like it's you know it's like oh i'm end-to-end encrypted encrypted on telegram maybe i am people say that all the time but i do not trust for a second that there are not computers saving and sharing anything anything and everything that i do on telegram like i i I don't think if people say it's end-to-end encrypted i'm like eh I don't know. I'm talking to a centralized server. I don't know jack about telegram, but imagine I could host a chat room for somebody else and I could do it for a fee, right? I could charge a dollar a month over lightning. If this thing has lightning built in and I could host other people's chat rooms. Think about what this does for something like embassy for like the start nine embassy, Matt Hill. If you were listening to this, get this app. I mean, it's, it's Linux. It's own Linux get this into the new embassy OS, get this in the embassy store, because this is exactly the kind of thing that I would love to do to be able to host like matrix is up there. The, the, um, decentralized quote unquote signal or the self hosted signal. I tried to use it. I tried to use it. I couldn't figure it out. Now I didn't work very hard at it. I just spent some time during a day like, Oh, I'm going to figure out how to use matrix and, you know, set it up with mobile and stuff. But it it took long enough that I was like, okay, well, this is a project, and I couldn't figure it out my uh, first and second round through, um, at least not easily enough to just use it and have somebody else connect to it. Um, so I never actually really got around to it, to to truly setting it up. I did that that same thing. I did that exact same thing that I was trying to do with Matrix and a front end chat app. Except I did it with Keat and I did nothing except install Keat. And I had a link. That's it. It was the whole thing. I I installed an application and I had a link. And with those two things, no setup, no confusion, no project, no nothing. With the link and the application, I had a peer-to-peer, decentralized, multiple, multiple multiple-person-hosted, a fully encrypted and private communications channel. I didn't need a GPG key. I didn't, need, I didn't need to host a server. I didn't need to port forward. We just jumped in and it worked. Now, if I could host someone else's chat room, one that I wasn't even invited to, so I didn't have the keys to, all I did was host encrypted information for other people to jump in, and I was, I was a peer. It it would be as if I could be a peer to Netflix. Think about that. You could actually have an application that hosted proprietary films where they charged me, I mean, excuse me, they paid me a dollar a week or something or for a certain amount of traffic, uh, internet traffic, or a certain number of peers that would connect to me. And I could host popular movies or TV shows that other people wanted to watch, that they had a direct, encrypted, and private access to because they purchased it, and uh, the content itself was proprietary and um, and protected. And I could be, I could just host the data, and I would never have, I would never be privy to it, unless I actually bought a subscription. And now this doesn't have an identity system on it. This doesn't have a. a like really a discovery um a mechanism or like an op- uh, updating thing like i'm not going to get notifications it would be really cool um i don't know exactly how you would do do that i guess if i was like a host or if there was a way to like run this thing in the background you could have it so that it notified you you know it it, it ran notifications right now it doesn't but there's there there's a lot of the stack that isn't there when you start talking about uh, decentralized social media when you start talking about uh, decentralized cloud storage with multiple participants and um, you know collaborative documents and all of these things. But the thing is, is that it is all possible. And if the foundation, if the base of this thing works so cleanly and so quickly and without delay, like I said, it just gets me so much, so, so much more excited about what Synonym is doing. Because, if you added a web of trust on top of this so that the way that you find and trust the data and the connections that you have with the people that you connect to in your, your contact list that, that they are based and weighted by the, the amount that you trust those other people, that, that truly, truly and completely alters the way all information moves on the internet. And if you could build a social media network like that, I don't think... I, I, I think a lot of people aren't realizing how important that could be. Like, like how much that could truly revolutionize the internet, which has already been a revolution. Like that would undo the centers of information flow on Twitter, on Google, on Facebook on these huge networks that have become the center for which we all get our information. Imagine how much power somebody has by controlling what exactly you see in your feed, the order that you see it in, or um, or just being able to see everything that you see and everything that you click on. Imagine they can see none of it. Imagine that they can actually be a host and have no idea what you're actually using or, um, or clicking on. And it's entirely private and it's decentralized. And there are a collection of hosts. And you know, like there's something actually really inefficient about Twitter, about these like huge centralized um, data stores for the social media and how, how this information spreads. Because when I'm accessing Twitter, It has all of the information available. It has everybody's feed. It has everybody's video, all of this stuff. When me, like as a user, I only want the, what is it, the 2,000 people that I follow, right? I just want their RSS feed. I mean, it's not an RSS feed, but like in the context of like, how could you build this thing without Twitter? um, Is I just want their individual feeds. I don't want the rest of Twitter. And if you look at the connection graphs, there are communities all over these social media um, sites and they're separate communities that have connections and uh, you know, you're what you're super connected to everybody in your community around your topic, around your political idea, your values. Um, And so, you know, that's why they say it creates this echo chambers because you have tons of different connections to everybody who thinks like you do. And then maybe there's like, there are these bridge people who uh, like I'm, I wonder if I would be one because I'm still following and connecting to a lot of people in crypto. Um, now I I kind of have, I have a pretty echoey chamber. <laughs> um, so, well, regardless, like there are these certain individuals in the group that would actually have large connections out and then they interact with somebody in a different uh, community and they would kind of be the bridge between community A's information and opinions and what they're talking about and community B's. Whereas in the grand sense or in the broad sense, all of the individual users are very poorly connected, but they're connected to some, a very small subset of people in those communities that are, that are cross-connected in those communities. Well, why wouldn't those individual communities host their own data? Like you could have this travel through those connections by actually having them be the data source and one of the coolest things and this is something that i have thought for years and years shit, a decade or longer is how brilliant the idea of everyone who is consuming the content becoming a peer that is hosting the content as they consume it think about how much of a uh, like how much hurdle and how much struggle like a small website or a blog or a small video hosting website, when they have something go viral, it works against them. It always crashes. You have some some article that, you know, this website is like this stupid Squarespace website or like this little WordPress blog or something somewhere, and they get 100 visitors a week or something like it's very very small there's not much going on and then they post an article and somehow it just goes viral and they get a million people in a day dumping on that website it's DDoSed. it's DDoSed. the thing is down nobody can read the article everybody's like what the hell's going on this website doesn't even work Well, it's because they don't have any of the infrastructure for it. They were never, they have to go out and they have to buy. This is why Amazon Cloud Services is such a huge, such a huge company. Um, Like that is their, that's their main moneymaker is, uh, is because people have to on the fly expand or they can on the fly massively expand the demand, they can actually have demand response so that as users come in in mass, they can actually host it on more computers, on more servers as more people come in. Imagine that that's happening automatically, that just the way the information moves as more people go to the website to read the article, they now become hosts of the article. And the feedback loop is exactly the opposite. Rather than getting it getting crappier, rather than it getting slower and crashing, Everything gets faster. The connections get faster. The peers uh, uh, grow in number so that you download it faster. It becomes more reliable and more redundant. Not only can, is it not a problem where nobody can find the article, it's easy to find. It's, it's, as, it's unbelievably redundant because it went viral. With a design like this, that's the sort of stuff that's possible. Again, there's a lot to build. But this thing, this thing is really cool. This is an incredible sort of proof of concept, and the seamlessness with which this works. Like if I could just immediately say, "I'm host," and I could close the main window and it just stayed up, little Keat icon up in the top of my you know Mac bar up there, and it hosted for anybody who was jumping into the tele, uh uh jumping in from telegram or from twitter anywhere i shared the link uh people <clears throat> people could jump in and check out anything i was doing maybe i had a live stream that was now an old recorded thing and you can go back and play it later um uh maybe i just host all of my videos right i host my memes uh, you know other episodes and uh uh anybody who let's say i've got like a tip jar or um after you watch a video or two videos or something it costs 10 cent a video you got lightning plugged in and they just uh you know donate or they have to uh pay 100 sats to unload it or or to uh, unlock it and i can have other people in my audio knots uh people that i trust who are like in my circles and who donate to the show i could have them be hosts as well and i could share the revenue i could share the tips with them for hosting the content for me and the more popular the content The more hosts the faster the more responsive and the more people that it can handle watching the content and that this thing is lightweight enough that it can run on mobile that it can run on a raspberry pi and because other users can join like this this section just is so cool um like i said uh, looking back on all the other issues that i had and this is why lightning was so promising this is why kind of at the beginning i was a lightning expansionist where I was wondering, could we use this this network for everything? One of the most exciting things about it was that you didn't—it was a hole punch network. You did not have to port forward. You didn't have to not do anything with your router. So that the use case of that, the the user experience of that, had me wondering: Should we use this for all of these other things? Um, but Roy, like I said in that article, is a uh, uh, lightning in the internet. I think. It's called yeah lightning in the internet. Choosing the right path, um, and he basically lays out that a really good argument essentially that lightning should be lightning. Lightning should be payments. It's so critical that the payments infrastructure is reliable, is streamlined, and uh, uh, you know quick, quick to respond. Um, that bogging it down with all of this other information that is not nearly as important as the payment when. You don't need it to be the data rails, um, and I think that's where a number of different applications that tried to do that, um, uh, where you know Juggernaut, um, Sphinx. I'm pretty sure Sphinx ran entirely over Lightning or runs entirely over Lightning. I think this was a major drawback of that design. Now, originally, like you think, like look at these incredible characteristics that we can leverage, but when you think about it in the context of like what you're trying to get accomplished. You do not want your payment to fail to go through because somebody's downloading a movie and a chat conversation. You don't want to bloat a chain or excuse me. You don't want to bloat a network with data unrelated to payments when it's so important and you might have a very high load of actual payments. This is another reason why uh, blockchains for everything are so stupid. To, in in my opinion it just it makes no sense to have this like global state of everything that everybody has to sync all of it um just to figure out where we are in the conversations when uh when nobody needs any of that information like imagine like doing that with Twitter with all of these other different users and then you're thinking like i'm only talking to my own little community to my own little group of friends to the people that i follow Why the hell am I downloading or having to sort through? It's like everything being a broadcast network. Like it just doesn't work. There's a reason why we don't do that with any of the protocols that we use. You segment, you specialize. Everything is going to perform better if you do that. Um, And this is a scalable, peer-to-peer, generic data and network discovery protocol. And I would love to with my embassy or my umbral or my node BTC, the fact that these things run on variations of Linux, like uh Embassy is now the new Embassy OS is run on purism. Like it seems like it would be very, very easy to do this with Hypercore. And the new embassy machine is like it's actually like a chunk of change, like 1500 dollars or something like that, because it's a beast. It's a it is not a Raspberry Pi. It is a monster little server that you're getting. And I have signed up to get that sucker. Um, because, uh, because I want, I I want to be able to host that. And if I could be one of the DHT, like discovery people, and I could host other people's, uh, chats and stuff like I would love to do that. And if you could make this one click, if you could make this a simple, like login, you have a chat and like, I just select, boom, I'm the host. I am a host of this chat and all of the data and all of the content in it, that changes things. The ease of use is everything. The experience for the user is what will determine whether or not something grows and expands. You can't even get developers if it's not easy for the user or at least not incredibly promising because nobody there's nobody to develop for that's why some of these projects usually start with one two people and if it catches on if it gets a minimum viable product that works which is what keat is it is it is literally amazing guys if you have if you have any if you have any nerdy bone in your body that has you interested in actually re-decentralizing the web web and uh, getting off the platforms and turning social media into protocols, this is something that you need to try out just to see it. Even if you're not a big chat app, video conferencing app, whatever. So you can just begin to see what this might look like. And that they're turning this into a development kit. This this is an SDK. Like It's important to remember that when people are building apps, to have something that is interoperable, that is that it's really easy to plug into. Um, that's why the LDK for uh, for the Lightning Development Kit, and that they built for Cash App, and that um, Synonym is building one, I believe, kind of like that as well. But to simplify the actual building of these tools, so that people who who specialize only in making an interface, like if you if you turn on like the dev stuff in Keat right now, it's just like I mean it just looks like CSS. Like it's just an index.html file that you're looking on this through and it's just running on type of on top of hypercore for all of the transfer of the the data and the communications like everything that's happening with the files so somebody can build a, a just a basic cloud server service that you can host yourself. And imagine if that service could it already has encryption built in. You don't have to go get a certificate and then install it. Like even to this day, I've done it numerous times and it's still annoying. And then it's already peer-to-peer. And it just works. And then you have a lightning development kit that lets you do lightning payments and re- send and receive Bitcoin with that same amount of functionality, with that the same ease of just Putting in the tools. Okay, this is the wallet. Send a transaction, uh, uh, receive an invoice. Um, and when you develop standards like that, when something like this catches, something is going to catch. And when that happens and we can begin to build easily build on top of this thing, the the back end could just work and I wouldn't have to do anything. As a, like somebody who's a front end developer could just build an interface, could just build an experience. And the files just worked. And the peers were simply there. And the connections just connected. There was no port forwarding. There was none of that stuff. The payments just went through. All of that crap that everybody said that you had to have a token for, you had to have a blockchain for, truly is going to actually be built sustainably it is going to be built without a token it's not going to be a pump and dump scam it's going to be built because somebody actually wanted it to be built not because they wanted something that was just a good enough excuse to have another crypto token that they could uh, they could print millions of and sell for bitcoin and dump on everybody and then not give a shit about the project there is something very telling about the fact that there's like 20 blockchain decentralized storage options out there when none of the other ones caught on they all skyrocketed in price and then plummeted nobody uses the networks they're not they're slow and they they suck they're not very well maintained because nodes will go offline because the inflation rate uh changes and it's all just being subsidized by token printing And so if the price of the token falls, computers go offline and people aren't hosting it because nobody cares. They just went there so that they could stake. Or like one person just wanted to trade the token and the other person just wanted to earn the token. Nobody cared about the data or the service. And so everything just fluctuates based on the price. And when the price is low, it doesn't work. There's a reason there are 20 of them. It's because nobody really cares. Nobody's really trying to solve the problem. Everybody's just there to sell and trade cussi- just bullshit tokens. This is why I truly believe the only time it will get built sustainably and get adopted is on Bitcoin is because nobody nobody's distracted. Nobody's trying to figure out how to make their token worth something. They're just building the thing. And when we have it, when we have all of the pieces in place and there's lightning and Bitcoin, Um, directly tied into this and we can have a social media protocol we can have fully decentralized and private communications by default by default without any setup without any confusion without any GPG keys or excuse me PGP keys with GPG tools I I swear somebody's purposefully making it confusing that it works on mobile that it connects freely and easily between devices and that you are in control of it. It's your data unless you invite somebody, unless you give them the key to access it, to host it, you pay them for their service, for their explicit participation that you can limit. That changes the first window into our digital world and how all information flows and is treated on the internet. Now it's not like everything I'm talking about this in the broadest sense. It's not like I'm gonna, you know, running run an OS inside of Keat. But this man, this is a this is a clean image of what that future could look like. The fact that this works like this works as a minimum viable product of exactly what it does of a chat uh, a video audio and a basic chat and file sharing app man that's exciting so I have a call to arms here embassy guys start nine um, uh, umbral my node BTC uh blitz all you guys look at this look at this very closely um and when the SDK drops for for this, to build on top of it. Give it a run. See what you can build on top of it. Integrate encrypted chat into whatever you're doing. If if you're working on it some other way, see if you can just use this so that it's not something that you have to think about. Or you don't have to redesign it and figure out the new security assumptions and how to do discovery on the network, whether you're going to have a central server that everybody's connecting through. I mean, with the built-in encryption for this, I could host other people's conversations and chat things just on a computer that's always running. So I'm quote-unquote basically, excuse me, basically a a server for them. But then I'm never able to see the actual conversation or any of the content. And the big thing is if this scales, I mean, it seems like it does. It's kind of designed to do so scalability with these things is always the problem that's why none of these blockchain things ever made any sense to me because it just got worse the more people wanted to use it um and you want the opposite of that i i need to try it i've only gotten like four or five people into any of these the couple of chat rooms that i've done um but uh i want to try to see this with 20 people with 30 people with 50 people i want to see how well this works Um, i want to stress test the thing so if anybody um you know I've I've dropped this in a couple of different Telegram chats and stuff if anybody wants to come in and test it out uh please please I'm going to try to have one of these groups open so that everybody can jump in and just kind of see how it works cuz this thing just feels like magic but we will close that out here um I I'm sure this is going to come back uh, if if this is what tether and synonym and that project the the projects that they're trying to build on and what they're trying to build with, if this is a glimpse into what that's gonna be like, man that's this is gonna be this is gonna be awesome. We really are going to build encrypted decentralized everything that matters. I mean I just feel like you could make this the 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 thing is a html index file it's index.html when you look at like the developer window which means that you could this could just as easily be like if lightning is integrated into this this could be a storefront i don't i don't have time i don't have time i gotta close this one out i <laughs> gotta get back to rad and uh we gotta get some sleep for the night all right guys um Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Namcios for this article and for uh, having a couple of things back to back that are really good to list, uh, really good reads. And thanks to the guys who built Keat who are building this stuff because this is, this is a hell of a trailer. Like, this is a hell of a preview for what is in the pipeline. And even crazier is what might be in the pipeline for this year and early next year. Um, that's a short timeline for something that could be, is just so promising. And, uh, of course, thank you to the audio knots. Thank you to the couple of people who've been able to test this out with me. And also of course to our sponsors, Swan Bitcoin, the fold card and the cold card. Check out our amazing sponsors. They have awesome products. Uh, A couple of you guys have gotten a Fold card recently. Um, and it's exciting. You're, you're going to be stacking sats on everything and you're going to freaking love it. Discount codes and links and everything in the show notes. Um, I will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave me a review in the Apple Podcasts uh, if you like the show. Uh, it actually makes a big difference. It gets exposure and it will bring more people to the best in Bitcoin made audible. I am Guy Swan. And until next time, everybody, take it easy, guys. You have been listening to Bitcoin Audible, a one eleven production.